This episode is brought to you by Trailer Park Yard Games, where over 28 games are delivered directly to your party. We park the trailer, you party. No, the other day I asked my assistant to get my Rolodex for me. And she looked at me like I had five heads. Yes. And I said, you know what, it's it's a set of numbers and they're on (laughs) three by five cards and she got this look of shock on her face because she didn't know what it was, did so she threw it, so it out. Did you need it so you could page somebody? No, I, I needed a phone number that was in there a long time ago. I didn't put in my phone. And so we had to go recreate it because she just thought it was a relic and got rid of it. Well, she um, probably needed to, so yeah. yeah. I'm sure if you ask the kid nowadays, like, what's your MySpace? They would be- Let's have a chat, talk this and that with BB and Jay-Z. Hello and welcome to the PB and JC podcast. My name is JC and I'm joined by Sarah Padgett. Hi, JC. Hey. Hey, Sarah and JC, and I'm Bill Stedham. Hi, Bill. Sarah, I like that shirt. <laughs> You're all bright and yellow, you. ready for summer. Thank you. I got it at Walmart yesterday because I had nothing to wear today. <laughs> at Walmart. I think I got the tag. So Don't sleep on Walmart's clothes. They actually have, they're getting better. Yeah, great right. stuff. I actually sometimes prefer it over Target. Target sometimes has weird sizing, but um, anyway, when you wear a baby so. sizes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when I was in college, I got my dog Chloe. She's an old girl now, but um, I didn't grow up with a dog, and so initially, my parents did not like my dog. I promise this story has relevance. I'm, I'm trying to sit here and figure out how is this relevant <laughs> to what we're second. talking about. Um, so I didn't grow up with a dog. So at first, my parents hated my dog. Were like, "When are you going to get rid of the dog? Like, how long is this dog staying?" And then, of course, they loved her. And my mom, to this day, still English is also not her first language, will always ask me if I've taken her to the veteran. And I'm like, <laughs> Mom, I think you mean veterinarian. And so I've tried to get her to just say vet, but she wants to sound smart and say veteran. veteran. Say the whole word. But anyways, all that to say, we're actually <laughs> going to be talking about veterans today, not veterinarians. We're joined by Tim Milligan, who has been doing a lot of great stuff for veterans here in Mansfield. Thanks for being here. Well, thank you for having me. Hi, Tim. Yes. (laughs) Do you want to introduce yourself and a little bit of what you're doing, your history, all that? I can can do that. Well, my name is Tim Milligan. I've been in Mansfield uh, about 25 years uh, and only recently got involved with veterans. And it it happened because a guy named Daryl Haynes, who used to be on the city council here, uh, invited me to breakfast. And he goes, Tim, we're looking at building a veterans memorial. And you'd be perfect to be involved in that. You got volunteered. It it gets better. So um, I said, well, you know, that's cool, but I'm busy and I've got businesses. I travel all the time. So uh, when you get to it, let me know. And then a guy named David Cook, uh, I ended up having breakfast with him. (laughs) And he goes, Tim, uh, and I really had met with him on a different matter because I wanted to complain about something. (laughs) But, But he changed it and goes, hey, we got this veteran memorial thing. We need somebody to help push this along. You'd be perfect for that job. I said, well, I already have a job. I, I've got things to do. Um, you need to stop going to breakfast, yeah. Tim. <laughs> I, I, That's, I, what I, a good politician. You came in to complain, and you walked out with a job. <laughs> I, I know, and, and you didn't expect that. I didn't, but um, things happen. and uh, So I got to thinking about it. I said, okay, well, this can't be that hard to do. So, But, but it is. And so you start figuring these things out, and we we moved 
Uh, we had to go find attorneys to get a 501c3. We had to get all the paperwork done and corporation documents. And then once you get all that done, you got to figure out, well, what am I going to build? What is the memorial? Well, everybody has an opinion about how you ought to do that and what it ought to look like, where it ought to be. So you have to navigate through some of that. And that's probably more than you wanted to know, but that's how we got to kind of where we are today. That's an interesting part. I want to hear more about that as we go on, because that's just something that I'm very interested in on how all that works. Well, and I never I never was very, I guess, aware of what all went into Memorial. And then we had a um, we had a Century 21 event in Washington, D.C., and we went on this tour and it was all the memorials around um, D.C. or some of them. And um, they were talking about what all goes into creating them and the different elements and, you know, reflection. And it's not just here's a statue or here's a plaque. Like there was a lot that went into it. So tell us a little bit about that. Have you all started design process and have some stuff in the works there? Yeah. So about a year and a half, two years ago, we met with the city's parks and planning department and said, okay, um, what are your opinions about how we do this? And so, well, let's get the uh, UTA involved. And so we got the grad uh, design guys from the grad school over there to come and, and build some mock-ups. And they did, they did a pretty good job. Awesome. And that, that was kind of cool. UTA, making us look good. Yeah. I went to UTA. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. <laughs> My husband works at UTA. <laughs> so we have a connection. Yeah. yeah. But um, so they, they did a pretty nice job of coming up with some modeling based on the terrain and, and the landscape uh, of the site that we had chosen. And so we started moving that, those forward. And then the city decided, hey, let's see if we can get this funded through a bond election that we just went through. And, and so it, it got a little bit bigger. It got, became a bigger park and you know those types of things, but that's okay. Uh, but we, we have a, a thought about what we think it's gonna look like. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not real definitive, but you know, as you start trying to put costs to these things and try to say, well, you know, what can we afford and what what can we do that's appropriate and meaningful for sure for to, to get to why we're doing it. Uh, so we're kind of in that stage right now where we're saying, okay, let's step back for a second because the bond was not successful for a lot of reasons, none of, none of them which had anything to do with veterans. I bet it was more timing, the fact that property taxes are up and assessments are up. Well, and for anybody that doesn't know, when you're in that bond package, it's basically you're trying to get the city to fund whatever you're doing, right? Right. Okay. So it goes in front of the city and it gets voted no. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So well, then what do you so do? So yeah. Where well, do you the do you city voted yes, but the citizens, but the citizens voted no. Okay. Right. So we had started when we started this project. So we'll just fund it ourselves. We'll go and raise the money to do this. And then we took this divergent or this other path that says, hey, let's see if we can do a bond. And so that didn't work for us, but we'll come back to the private funding and get that done. Because you got to remember, it's not the 100 strokes against the, the stone that broke it. It's the last stroke. 100% correct. Wow. That reminds me of Acres, uh, Acres of Diamonds, where the individual gave up two or three feet short of hitting the world's largest diamond mine, sold it. And went off, and, and the next person came in in a short period of time, became one of the richest people in the world. That's right. So we, we can't stop hammering on the rock. So mm-hmm. we'll just keep plugging away, and eventually we'll navigate this thing. Um, I'm not that patient, but we'll navigate it and get it done in a right and proper way. 
Uh, that aligns with why we started this project to start with. Well, and are you a veteran yourself, Tim? I am. Okay. Um, well, thank you for your service. Well, thank you. <laughs> I'm a veteran by accident because okay. <laughs> I, I, I got through college and it was like, well, I need a job. And uh, my mother had already explained to me that all my options were go. So go to school, go to work. Go to the military. Yeah. Go, <laughs> go whatever you want to do. But whatever it does, it starts with go. With go, right. Yeah. So, so, I, so I can't go home, so... I might as well go to the military. So I got my commission. And uh, in what branch? I was in the Army. Oh, okay. Uh, For how many years? Ten. Ten. Uh, I just didn't get up. They sent me to grad school, so that kind of worked out good for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and <clears throat> the military, had your graduate degree. You yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah, so it was good. It all worked out. And then we got out and got into businesses and kind of been on the right ever since. But That's great. But you've always kind of been a nomad. You were telling us earlier, you grew up. Where? I grew up, well, my parents were missionaries, so mm -hmm. Kenya, East Africa. And then we went, when I was 10, we moved back to the States and out to a little farming place. So I had to learn how to milk cows and, and follow up with that task. You uh, need to meet Bill's wife. Bill, uh, how Bill's many wife. cows did you have? <laughs> yeah. Well, I built, we milked 47 every morning. And every night, and then hauled hay in between and plowed the fields and chickens. And At 10 years old? Well, no, I was 12 or 14 by this time. That but <laughs> that, that, that's a lot uh -huh. because what, what, what I don't know that most people picked up on, it's every morning. It's every, every night. night. There's you can't no get vacation away from it. There's farmer. no vacation. <laughs> right. And uh, I grew up on a dairy farm, but by the time I came around, they had helpers and we had some machinery. So, yeah, I didn't have to. Well, I was the helper. Yeah, so. you were the machinery too, <laughs> right? You. Right. And, and it was a new experience for me because I had never, I mean, I, I just didn't come from that environment. Yeah. What was but, that like, though, moving from Kenya? Moving back to, yeah, sorry. Moving from, <laughs> moving from Kenya here to the States, because you you had, prior to being 10, or you'd only known being in Kenya. Right. It wasn't Americanized, I guess, is a good way to say it. And I sure wasn't countryfied, because <laughs> I, I, I didn't really understand the language mm -hmm. that they speak out in the country. Now it's just part of my vocabulary. But... So do you still milk cows? Do you still have animals? I, we have animals, but I don't milk cows. Um, I moved away from that. That was away. part of my, my yeah. That was <laughs> part of my desire. <laughs> Join the army, see the world, um, do fun things. So I did all that, and my time in the military was amazing. Just had a great time with it. Um, and, and when it came time to be done, it was done, and I, uh, I've had an amazing career. So now. I'm back in Mansfield. What a great opportunity to contribute uh, at what little bit we can, because if, sure. if we don't, who will? That's true. Right. Well, and why is this project so important to you? Because um, it sounds like you could have had several reasons to give up by this point. <laughs> well, we don't want to give up. But mm -hmm. Tom Brokaw wrote a book called The Greatest Generation. I, I don't know if you've had time yes. to, to look at it, but you should. And, and not because there are just an inf a number of heroic stories in this book. But because most of them came home and created a life, that, the life that we enjoy. They built infrastructure. They got educated. They did all these things. So you talk about a citizen army, which is really what we have. Um, all of our veterans one day stood on steps and raised their right hand. And they repeated that phrase. And Bill will know what I'm talking about, where it starts, 
I, and they go, state your name. Do you swear that I will defend the Constitution of the United States? The interesting thing about that pledge is there's no ending date on that. So we have thousands of those people that surround us that have come back from their tour of duty. And they're just wanting to get back into the community. But it's not just good enough to come back. You got to come home. You got to find a place that you can put your roots down, that your people are. Mm -hmm. And so we're those people. And so creating an opportunity for people to reflect and creating an opportunity for them to acknowledge that service and then come home is what we're about. We brought in, um, if I get too long-winded, so let me know. You're going good. No, you're you're going good. good. You're good. We we brought in um, a a demonstration or a a display called Remember Our Fallen. And we did it at uh, Veterans Day. And we'll do it again this year. The foundation sponsors that. We we bring it in. But what it is is every, every service member that has been killed in the line of duty from 9-11 to today, and it's moving, and and you should come see it. It's at the lot. It'll be downtown. Mm -hmm. And what was the date on that? It'll be Veterans Weekend, Veterans Day weekend. Okay. Don't want to miss that. That's November 11th. Yeah. Okay. So whatever they do, the parade, it'll be right there. Okay. So you want to take the opportunity. So every face, but it's not the pictures of the uniforms, because they also have pictures of them in there track uniform or their basketball or their blue jeans and their t-shirts so it humanizes for sure i think that's what a lot of people they they separate the two like it's two people that's right so so it gives us an opportunity to see these people as they are sons and fathers and exactly so, so we bring that. And mothers and sisters. Sorry, yeah. I wasn't trying to be. <laughs> well, so, dare you, Sarah. You of all people. Yeah. I know. So you work your way around, and it takes up the whole lot. So you work your way around, and, and you have all these banners and pictures of all these people who have sacrificed for us. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the end. And at the end, there's a different colored banner. Now, these are folks that, for whatever reason, they came back, but they didn't come home. And they committed suicide. Mm -hmm. So PTSD. And those numbers are scary high. It is scary high. Mm -hmm. And as a community, we have to find a way to get people back home, to get them back into what we value and the things that we like to do and the persona that we have that says, hey, come be a part of us. Mm -hmm. A connection. A connection. So you talk about a memorial. What better way? than to be walking with your grandfather or your father or your child and have them go, hey, Grandpa, what was this about? Awesome. And then they can I want to re- empty my wallet, Tim. You yeah. can have all my yes. money. <laughs> and, and then they can relate the stories that Tom Brokaw caught for us, but just about one generation. Look at the generations that we have now who just came through 20 plus years of desert warfare. And on our foundation, we have original Navy SEALs. Oh, wow. These are little guys wow. that that crawled through the tunnels and did all the nasty stuff. 
but they're the original. Before the movies made them famous, yeah. these are the guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. We have guys who have spent 20 or 30 years in the military service who now have joined our foundation to come and say, how can we help? Awesome. And it is, with, with that group, it's not about the money. It's about how can I serve again to help people come home? Mm. Well, I sure want to be a part of it. I did not know anything about this um, bush, about this foundation, about anything. And I would love to be able to get back. I would Mm -hmm. love to be able to get back involved again. Yep. and You're going to need to go to breakfast, so Tim. Can. Oh, yes. <laughs> then you can, well, I don't have anything to complain about. So that can't, uh, <laughs> right. right. So how does somebody get involved? So whether they're a veteran or not, what does getting involved look like? So getting involved, we have a, we have a Facebook. Now, I'm not a real tech, tech savvy, savvy guy, right? I have, there's folks that can do that for me. <laughs> but um, we have a website. or We have, yeah, we have websites. We have uh, Facebook. We have all those normal connections and so we try to be visible in the community so we can talk about veteran causes and veteran things um and we're we're not i'm not a veteran expert i just happened to be one by accident (laughs) and and then somebody convinced me that hey if you don't do it who's gonna but um you can get involved by coming to the veteran activities this sunday or yeah this this weekend I'd have to look it up, but we're going to put flags on every veteran's grave in our cemetery. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So it's not it's not big things that make the difference. It's the little things that mm-hmm. make the difference. We'll find big donors. That's, that, that'll come. Yeah. That'll come. I'm not really worried about that. What we're looking also to do, though, is get an opportunity for other people to engage. So maybe a brick, a bench, a whatever it is. Well, just general awareness because a lot of like our generation, you know, I remember a little bit of Desert Storm and then, you know, a little bit of, of course, 9-11 and things like that. But we didn't get to, we didn't get to see that. Like my dad wasn't, you know, he was active military when I was young or before I was born, but I never got to see war. I never got to see, which I'm blessed for that, but I never, at the same time, I'm disconnected a little bit. And so I do have to rely on other people to say, hey, this is what it's like this mm-hmm. is what this is what they did for you you know we take that freedom for granted yeah. for sure well it's a great story so your 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 father went off and served and came back and then reconnected to his community for sure and, and that's what this book is about and I'm not promoting a book I'm just saying um, if you want to read about great stories people who who were common simple folk went off did Amazing what they things. needed yeah. to do in a, in a in a terrible way and then they came back and now they've created an economy and a a country that's just amazing on every corner Mm -hmm. and we still have those people today doing that it's amazing to think that it when you put it that way of like they're just regular people that decided one day to do some something extraordinary and then they come back and it's just kind of like okay i guess i just go back to normal life like how do I get back into the normal things um, and and connect with my community that's that's Mm -hmm. amazing that you guys are providing those resources and really connecting them with where they are we're trying but we're my the foundation I'm with is we're going to build a monument or a place a memorial and we call it a memorial and tribute because you don't have to be dead to be oh yeah yeah we, we want you to be able to come and 
reflect and, and have, I had a conversation with someone here in Mansfield not long ago that they were explaining their Vietnam experience and they, they said, you know, Tim, we, we, we came back and it was terrible. Unwelcomed. Yeah. And they, they treated us really badly and I've never got over it. Mm. Now this guy is older than me and that's just not how it ought to be. Right. These folks came back and they were reintegrated. Our, our desert storm and, and, and or the sand wars, they came back and they were integrated in. But we're fixing to lose this generation of, of world, the world wars about, I mean, those guys are pushing hundreds now. And, and the next ones that'll go will be our Vietnam guys. And then, you know, all the other little conflicts that were around the world at those times. And, and we just, we don't want to lose that history. I, I, it was, in a museum with my kids a while back and one of them looked over and they pointed at a vehicle and said dad what, what is that I said well son I, I used to ride in that and it was ironic to me that things that I used to use the tools that I had to go do war fighting things were now in a museum mm-hmm. yeah yep. like that's, that's when way. you know why your beard is gray, yeah. right? <laughs> well, no. well you, you just don't understand what they don't know. The other day I asked my assistant to get my Rolodex for me. And she looked at me like I had five heads. Yes. And I said, you know, it's it's a set of numbers and they're on <laughs> three by five cards. And she got this look of shock on her face because she didn't know what it was, did so she threw it, so it out. Did you need it so you could page somebody? No, I, I needed a phone number that was in there a long time ago. I didn't right. put in my phone. And so we had to go recreate it because she just thought it was a relic and got rid of it. Well, she um, probably needed to. So, yeah. yeah. I'm sure if you ask the kid nowadays, like, what's your MySpace? They would be like, what? This. This yeah. is MySpace. Okay. <laughs> this is it. Well, we, have, we have a little segment that we like to call... Tales from the Lockbox. And this is usually when we share funny stories. This one's really, um, really short and simple, but it made me laugh really hard. My friend and I, um, I won't name her, but her name's Michelle Creech, um, and she's been on this <laughs> podcast before. And we were at a casino, and her husband uh, was military as well. And so she, and she's a loan officer, does a ton of VA loans, so very much uh, in that world. And so she's very aware of service members and constantly saying, you know, thank you for your service well she taps me on the shoulder she's like hey you need to go tell that guy thank you for his service and it's a guy is sitting at a slot machine in a casino and I get about from me to you and I'm like Michelle he's in he's in camo like a hunter (laughs) not military Uh. camo so I'm not going to thank him for his service and so that was that was it Michelle thought a deer hunter I guess yeah Yeah. Um, it's unlikely. Thank Michelle. you for, for <laughs> providing for your family by yes. by killing deer. Do you well, have any um, I don't know interesting stories? You've kind of been everywhere, so <laughs> you know. I'm always reminded, and I they speak often around different things. But I made a, a talk the other day, and I go, "Now this is going to be a Paul Harvey moment," and the crowd didn't understand what I was talking about. They looked at me like, "What do you mean a Paul Harvey moment?" And if you remember part, yeah. I was going to say that. That's so crazy that no one knows who Paul Harvey is. Dang, I look my phone in the other room. Yeah, so (laughs) Paul Harvey always would tell this intricate, fast. I know Steve Harvey. Yeah. Yeah, no, Paul Harvey would capture, he would draw you in. And then after he got right to the end of the story, and then he'd go, now the rest of the story. And then he would 
give you the punchline or give you the the part that ties it all together. Yeah, I promise you, if you've ever listened to Paul Harvey in that voice, you would know what I mean when I say it's a Paul Harvey moment. So every now and then I have Paul Harvey moments where the rest of the story. And so when it comes to a veteran memorial, just stay tuned for a par. The rest of the story. Awesome. Yeah, I, I love wait. it. We That's awesome. Now, we're going to level up now. Yeah, let me level up a little bit. What I'm going to do today is read a series of quotes, and I'm not going to tribute back every quote to the person who said it. But let me just go through the quotes. America without our soldiers would be with, like God without his angels. There's nothing more nobler than risking your life for your country. I've long believed that sacrifice is the pinnacle of patriotism. This nation will remain the land of the free only so long as it's the home of the brave. And lastly, from Lee Greenwood, God bless the USA. I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget the men who died that gave that right to me. Amen. Well, and we want to thank you for your time and spreading awareness. All the veterans um, and service members, um, Bill, thank you for your service. Thank yes. you. Um, and we, you know, we never meant to skip over um, that at all. But this time, when you guys are listening to this, we probably have just celebrated Fourth of July. So I hope you guys had a great celebration. Um, but stay tuned. Uh, it's Veterans Mansfield Veterans Memorial Foundation. Is that right? Yeah. For the rest of the story. Okay. Yes. I'm and gonna we'll, have to look that up too. We'll be sure to link down below. Low resources where you can find out how to get involved, how to support, um, and to maybe even get connected if you are a veteran and just want to get more into the community and find a home. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you so much. Yes. We Thank appreciate you, you. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe and share with all your friends. And PB and JC, we out. Yep. Just had a chat, talk this and that with PB and JC.